I hope you're ready for a very good episode because this is the one for you. In today's episode, I have a very dear friend of mine, Lindsay Flanagan. Lindsay is a wife, mother, author, worshiper, God-fearing woman, and just all around very fun and genuine person to be around. In our conversation today, Lindsay and I talk about her book, Unmask, My Journey to Wholeness Through Vulnerability. The story of Unmask shows us that we are not what we have been through. It shows us that the only way to become the person that God has called us to be is by facing our brokenness head on. All throughout our conversation, Lindsay talks about her story, the process that she went through to write and publish her book, and how we can help others take the masks that they wear off, in addition to recognizing our own masks and what we need to do to start on that journey. I hope you're ready for a very fun episode. You can find Lindsay's book on Amazon. And if you enjoy this episode and our conversation, and if you enjoy Lindsay's book, please be sure to let us know. We'd really love to hear from you. So without further ado, let's get to it. You're listening to Theology Gals, a podcast for women to learn theology in a practical and applicable way. Come join the roundtable and discover all that God has for you. Here's your host, Jari. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my I'm gosh. excited. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it and I'm excited for our conversation. Um, so let's just go ahead and get started. Tell us a little bit just about you, your story, and your book. Sure. So, um, I have a testimony. I have a story like most Christians do. Um, but what encouraged me, I guess, to put my story into a book form, um, was really just number one, I felt like God was calling me to do so. Um, but also I started realizing over the years as I would share my testimony that it was helping other people. Mm. And so as hard as it was to take the intimate details of my life and put it on paper for everyone to read, um, I also realized that by doing so, it was providing women a way to um, be encouraged by reading some of the things that I've walked through or was able to overcome. Um, and so that's kind of where the book came was that I, I was traveling and speaking and sharing my testimony for years, but then I realized like at some point I wouldn't be able to do that, which Mm -hmm. now I'm a mom of three and I'm, I'm not able to do that. Um, so now I have the book that I'm able to provide for women. So when I'm, um, pastoring or mentoring or, um, you know, just anybody that needs to hear the hope of Jesus or a woman that would need to hear, um, that they can, have a life past their circumstances, past their traumas of what they've walked through, that it provides hope. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why I made the leap to put it in paper. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you know that you wanted to actually, like, write your book versus putting your testimony, like, on a blog or just sharing it, you know, on more stages and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so I actually was terrible at English in high school. <laughs> um, not good not my favorite subject. I am terrible at grammar. So I had so many things against me when even thinking about, it's not like I was like, oh, I just want to be an author one day because I'm so good at this. Um, It was more about um, 
realizing that I wanted to leave a legacy and mm-hmm. also I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed um, preaching and so what I found that as I was writing my story I was able to communicate um, in a different way but what really sparked the entire idea is that I had started a blog in mm-hmm. college and got a lot of great feedback on it um, and then I started praying as God transitioned me into um, my first ministry church job and uh, I was in service one morning and my pastor was on the on the platform and he was preaching he was in the middle of his sermon and he stopped the sermon and said someone in here is has it has a calling to write a book and you've been battling if it's you (laughs) or if this is God and I want to confirm that this is a God thing and you need to write the book and as he said (laughs) that I literally just like felt fire like through my arms of like oh my gosh like it was something that I had thought about but didn't want to say out loud because I didn't want people to think I was crazy or like why would you write a book no one knows who you are like that's those are the feelings I was feeling Um, But after he confirmed that word, I just made it a priority Mm -hmm. in the next couple years to be like, okay, this is beyond me. Mm -hmm. This is God, and he's calling me, and he has a purpose in having me write this. And so I just took the next couple years and focused on uh, making that a reality. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was the process like of writing your book? Like, how did that go? I know that we've talked a little bit and you are Mm self-published, but just like from a practical standpoint, what did it actually look like? Um, So initially I was looking into publishers and um, I wanted to do something where it could be in bookstores and I had kind of a bigger vision for it. Um, But as I started searching into that process, I realized that I was giving my personal story to someone to Mm. give me feedback on and tell me how to make better or worse in order Mm. to sell it. And that process just did not feel natural to my personal Mm. testimony. And so the more I did research, I just realized like I wanted my book to be 100% me, -hmm. no opinions, no suggestions. Um, Not that I didn't want to make sales because, you know, it's your ministry (laughs) and you want people to buy your book, but... It was more about I wanted it to be very true to me because it was so personal and it's all the small details about my life and my testimony. So I um, reached out to a friend who also wrote a book and she kind of told me how she did it through Amazon Publishing and I looked into the process super easy Mm -hmm. um, and then I just um, did like my editor and different things like that. I just handpicked them from different websites that I researched and made sure I felt comfortable with. Um, so my approach to the book was probably different than most people, but it's what felt right to me at that time. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So what advice would you give someone who is struggling with their testimony, like struggling with the things that either they've been through or are going through that they know, like, I know that this one day can help somebody, but how can I actually get over that initial factor of like, but I've been through this. Right. Well, there's so many layers to that. So first off, when you go through something, um, it's always imperative that you really are healed before Mm -hmm. you start taking people on the journey with you. I Mm -hmm. think often we go through different things in our life and we try to help others as we're healing ourselves. And I think that's what took me so many years to actually get the book finished is that Mm -hmm. I recognized there was still healing that needed to take place in my life. So I think we need to recognize that one, we are not 
what we've been through. We are not our traumas. We are not our sins. We are not our stories. Um, but that God can use our story and he can make beautiful things yeah. out of it if we give it to him. Um, and in doing so, once we heal, walk through the process and let God refine us, then we can bring others on the journey with mm-hmm. us. And there's a process to that. And what's hard is that people, um, myself included, we want to skip the process part. Yeah. We want to <laughs> go from broken to helping and we miss that entire in-between part, yeah. which is the healing process, which is making sure that we're not um, re-injuring ourselves. Because yeah. the reality is, is if, if you sprain your ankle today um, and you try to go run mm-hmm. in three <laughs> days because you're feeling a little bit better, yeah. you're probably going to just re-injure yourself because mm-hmm. you're not fully healed. Yeah. Um, and so I just think with people that are struggling with their personal testimony, like they should find people in their life that will help them recognize if they're fully healed. Yeah. Um, and I think a practical way even to do that is, um, asking yourself, like, does this make, does this move anything inside of me? Mm-hmm. If you're hurt by someone, when that person comes around you, is something moving inside of you? Because if it is, then mm-hmm. you're not healed probably from that situation. That's or if good. you see someone's social media post mm-hmm. and it moves something inside of you and you, you want the worst for them or like you're hoping they, they yeah. like lose <laughs> everything, you know, then they probably have some healing that needs to take place in your life. And so recognizing the season that you're in, um, accepting your testimony, but not letting it not be your end all and, and saying, okay, God, how do you use this? What, what's the purpose in the story? That's good. So I know you did kind of touch on this in your answer just now, but mm-hmm. how do you know if you are ready to begin sharing your testimony? Like once you are healed, you know, you get some confirmation, like is, would you say it's just kind of like dive right in? And if you mm-hmm. have the opportunity and you feel like the Lord is leading you to share it, or yeah. is there some in-between process there? Yeah, so I will say I am like the trial and error person of this <laughs> because the way that I was sprung into telling my testimony was very unplanned. I was at a service and my um, leader of the ministry that I was a part of just had me ask or had me tell my story kind of on a whim. There was no preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started telling my testimony all the time. Um, but what I realize now that I'm a little bit past that season of life is that my testimony, my personal story wasn't always meant for everybody's ears. Mm. And if I could go back, I kind of wish that, um, what, what kind of happened in my life is that as I would meet people, I would lead in with my past, Mm. um, just cause it got to be a part of who I was. And it was so, it was almost a part of my identity. It was Mm. like, I used that as a, not a tactic, but like as a, way to form and bond relationships is like bonding over this is what I went through or this is how hard my life was um, in in some unhealthy ways. So I think that um, when when thinking about like, okay, am I ready to share my testimony? You can always share your testimony, but make sure that it's with a group that is trusted, people that love you, people that support you, people um, that aren't going to take the details of your story and reshare it. I think sharing in small group settings to start Mm -hmm. would be really cool. in this, in the age that we live in, I started putting my testimony on the internet years ago. What I do it today, 100% now. Um, I just don't think it would be beneficial to me. Yeah. I don't think it'd be beneficial to my family or anybody. So I just think like asking God for an opportunity, like how can I share this? Mm-hmm. Who, what? And, and I think even now, like there's certain women that I'll meet that I know I, I should share. Like yeah. when I met you, I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you my story, <laughs> but you're probably one out of 
thousands that go mm-hmm. to our church that knows my story. Maybe yeah. there's a group of 10 to 15 um, just because there's a time and a place. So mm-hmm. recognizing that time and place and asking the Lord, open those doors for you when you feel like you're in a safe place to share. Yeah, that's good. So your book, Unmask, mm-hmm. as somebody who has lived through it, who yeah. has shared that you have worn masks before, what are some common masks that you find that people wear? Yeah, um, I think so many things. Um, <laughs> specifically, some of the chapters in my book mm-hmm. is um, the mask of a victim. Like mm-hmm. we mask our victim mentality, but we are truly living in victim circumstances, mm-hmm. meaning that we don't allow ourselves to grow because we're holding on to our past. Um, and we'll cover that up by um, making excuses mm-hmm. or putting limitations on ourselves in the name of, oh, I just can't. But really what we're doing is that we want to stay broken because mm-hmm. our brokenness allows us access for an excuse to not yeah. grow because growing is hard and requires accountability and all these things. Um, so I think that is a huge mask that I see people wear way too long into their 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. victimizing themselves from things that's happened when they were three, four, seven, eight. And yeah. it's like, okay, you have been a victim of your circumstance your whole life. Like yeah. at some point, we got to take that mask off, deal with the things you walk through, get healing and move on. I think another one is insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's many good. women wear insecurity in different ways. I will see people look around and say, oh, that girl is so confident. And because of discernment and other things, yeah. I'll know yeah. that they're clearly not, not. but they're... <laughs> they're kind of carrying themselves in Mm -hmm. that way because it's a false insecurity or uh, some people wear it in being mean. Like they're just naturally like mean spirited, Mm -hmm. but really it's insecurity. Um, and so I think that a lot of women are masking their insecurities with hair extensions, fake Mm -hmm. eyelashes. Um, and that's, I mean, I do the, I do those things. (laughs) I'm not saying that you're insecure if you're doing that. I'm just saying, When we have insecurity, instead of dealing with that pain, we just find other things Mm -hmm. to cover it. And so maybe it's things on the outside. Maybe it's things on the inside. Maybe it's a career. Maybe we just want to prove that Mm -hmm. we're worthy. So we try to get a degree or a a position Mm -hmm. or something that solidifies what we believe about ourselves. I feel like nobody else sees. And so... Um, that would be a mask because really you are insecure, but you're yeah. not dealing with it. So you're just covering it up with some the next yeah. thing that will distract from it. Um, so I would say victim insecurity. Um, there's so many others, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll just tackle those two for now. <laughs> no, absolutely. So how can we like help others take off these masks, especially when it's people that we know? I know in circumstances that I've been in, you know, there are some people in my life that I see like, okay, you're wearing this masks and mm-hmm. I've known you for so long now. And it's like, I, I can clearly see from the outside perspective that this needs to be taken off because you're just trying to fill that need, cover that up. Yeah. And how do you deal with that and help that person without getting frustrated with them and just mm-hmm. approaching them in a really loving way to genuinely help them? Yeah, I think everything being done in love is always going to be key when addressing Mm. these hard issues. Um, When you're covering something, it's because it's a wound and you're in pain in some way. And so when you're um, helping people walk through a process or helping people with wounds, 
it's really important to do everything in love and build so much relationship on the front end before you would ever try to speak to someone or point out somebody else's flaws. Um, I'm a firm believer that we only need one Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and that he does a really good job at what he's supposed to do, which is convict (laughs) people. And that, you know, it's easy for us to see what other people are walking through. But I've had to remind even myself like, hey, you don't have to be the Holy Spirit to them because he's already there Mm -hmm. just like he is for you. And so as I see different people struggling with different things I just remind myself like okay let God do his work and I'm going to do my job by being an example showing that you can live in freedom Mm -hmm. and by loving them and that's it if it's someone that's a little bit closer to me I will speak into it I will encourage them I will try to um, say what like how can I pray for you Mm -hmm. Um, but letting God be God is so important in these things because we're Mm -hmm. talking about big healing big wounds big traumas and we're not always equipped as we feel you know to help others in that yeah yeah I think that's so good and just really a reminder that we all need like just yeah that we all need to remember that like the Holy Spirit is there for a reason God is there for a reason and at some point like as much as you want to help those around you your friends your family definitely be like that example and that light but you know at some point it's like all you can do is pray for them. You can't force somebody mm-hmm. to change. You can't force somebody yeah. to take that mask off. You can be there for them. You can help walk them through the process, hold their hand, you know, but at the end of the day, like that's what our faith in God is for, you know, to right. pray for our friends, to pray for our family and to not only find and seek healing for ourselves, but to emulate that to the people around us to make it okay for them to do the same. Yeah. So I think that's really good. Um, so the question that I ask everybody um, and try and answer in every episode, but how have you seen the nature of God just through your story, through your writing and publishing of your book? Um, yeah, I would say in, in the season of life that I'm in right now, the way that God is really revealing himself to me is through family, mm. through my personal family and the redemption of my life through family. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is that um, I had... I had a relationship with my dad that needed restored. Mm-hmm. My husband had a relationship with his mom that mm-hmm. needed restored. Um, and... Then we got married and we had our own children and we feel like we see God restoring generational works through now my husband getting to redeem Mm -hmm. relationship with husband, I'm sorry, father and daughter Mm -hmm. and myself getting to to redeem relationship with mother, daughter, mother, son. And it's like we're healing our wounds by Mm -hmm. building family the way that God intended and created. We both come from broken, divorced Mm -hmm. family situations. And so I would say the way that that my book fits into that is when I wrote my book, I wrote it for women now, but I'm starting to see generations of women who are being Mm -hmm. impacted by it. And it's only been out for a couple of years, but I'm seeing women in their fifties and sixties saying, this has healed my life. This is, these are things that I walk through. I've never shared with anybody Mm -hmm. before. Thank you for writing it. And I'm also getting young women who are 15, 16 saying, your story has impacted me and thank you for sharing. And so as I see what God is doing in my family, generationally restoring us, healing us, 
through the process of me writing and leaving legacy, which is ultimately what I feel like the book was in, entitled yeah. to do is like just leaving legacy for my life. Um, I'm seeing God do that and I'm just seeing the nature of God and how he works through all things. Yeah. It's like his hand was on me when I was six mm -hmm. and going through the hardest time of my life that would mark me forever. His hand was yeah. on me when I was 17 and mm -hmm. far from him and, um, didn't want anything to do with him. His hand was on me as a young adult mm -hmm. and he's walked me through all these seasons. But now that same story that he used to change my life is changing other lives mm -hmm. and is leaving a legacy for my daughter to see yeah. my mom was able to walk yeah. through these things. And now I'm empowered because if she can walk through that yeah. and be who she is today, then I have the tools and I can be who God called me to be. Yeah. And so I just think God's nature is in generations. I think mm -hmm. his nature is in family. I think that you see him in all those things. I think you see him in love and consistency and healing. And I think that's what's taken place through my testimony and through my book. It's so good. So just a quick question. Will there be maybe not a sequel because it's your testimony, but yeah. will there be another book by Lindsay Flanagan coming out anytime soon? <laughs> yes. So I've actually been working on two different projects. Um, I think because of life and how busy I am, it's been super hard, yeah. but it is a passion of mine to release a devotional mm. um, for... Well, I don't want to say what it's for because it might change, <laughs> but I want to definitely do yes. a 30 day reset devotional for women. It's awesome. Um, because I've always found myself in that place where I just needed a reset, mm -hmm. um, where I felt far from God. Yeah. I wasn't in my word. I wasn't praying. Like, and then I'm like, oh, I need to get back in it. And mm -hmm. so I tried to do something dramatic, like fast, and, you know, <laughs> then you fail yeah. and then you feel like all the things. So I'm like, I just want to provide a 30 day mm -hmm. reset of getting close to God and, um, taking time out of our schedule to be with him. So I'm working on a devotional. And then I also have another project that I'm kind of working through. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm asking God, like, have I, yeah. am I to the place where I can write on this? Because mm. I want to make sure that I have healing in all areas of my life. Yeah that I can advocate for something that I've actually walked through. So mm, if there's another book good. in me, I don't know when that one will come, but I'm trying to be obedient to God. Because for me, um, being an author or being someone who writes book is not like a career or like something I'm like, oh, I just want to be an author and put yeah. out all these books and make all these sales. Like it's very Holy Spirit led, yeah. um, which is probably not um, the best way <laughs> to approach it. But I just, I, everything for me because of my personality mm -hmm. has to be authentic. Yes. And so if I feel like I'm just putting things in a book to yeah. sell something or putting things in a book just to say I wrote a book, well then that's not yeah. true to who I am. I would never put that out. <laughs> um, so I have to let that's God good. lead me in the process. But yes, sure. <laughs> hopefully one, two, three, four, projects in the future. We'll see. That's awesome. I'm so excited and I can't wait. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for being with me here today. Um, before we go, where can um, our listeners find you? Where can we find your book? So my book is on Amazon exclusively. Mm -hmm. um, you can get it on Kindle. You can get the download on Kindle or you can just get the paperback from Amazon. They print on demand. Um, and I think it's $10 right now. I genuinely haven't checked Amazon in so long. So I can't remember. <laughs> I, think I think it, it is $10. 12, now it's 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should buy it. If you know somebody who just mm -hmm. needs to, um, hear a story of someone who made it through things, mm -hmm. um, that needs encouraged about their own life, you should buy it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, That will definitely be linked in the show notes below. So be sure to check that out. Find Lindsay Flanagan on Amazon. Her book Unmask is available. And just speaking from experience, it's definitely a really good book to purchase and share and gift because whether somebody has walked through what Lindsay has walked through or not, it is a very powerful read and something worth sharing. So again, Lindsay, thank you so much for being with me here today. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. been listening to Theologicals. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope it brought you a little joy and that you learned something new. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. You can find us at Theologicals, and be sure to let us know what you want to listen to next, or even who you want on the podcast next. Tag us, tag them, we want to know. Until next time, this has been Theologicals. Mm-hmm.